0: Anyway, so.
1: Uh, all right <laughs> recordings on cortez you got it brother
0: all right all right good morning everybody good morning uh we are back with another episode of social reality um okay today we have in the room we have theas robinson and antoine tucker hopefully uh esther lafontaine will join us soon which is the queen of the room and uh today Got a couple of topics we're gonna to talk about. We're gonna go into the past a little bit, but it's it's great history. Never it's never too never a bad thing to to go back in the past and remember legacy things of that nature. So the first thing we're gonna get into is remembering Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh Juan, you wanna lead us into that, brother? Yeah. So as we get to the
2: hundredth year celebration of the Tulsa Oklahoma um, situation incident. Um, I don't say incident, it was a massacre. It wasn't an massacre. incident, it was, it was right. a massacre. Um, you know, those that don't know the history of what happened in Tulsa, Tulsa was a, the community that was built after um, post-slavery, um, that uh, it was fortified and developed by black people, for black people. And they created an economy, a, micro, a macroeconomic system, which they benefited from. And they were flourishing in with only 20 years after being removed from slavery. Um, and then it all precipitated that uh, that a, a, a white person thought that a, I think it was a black man, had wolf whistled at a woman, white woman or something like that, or something like that, and they proceeded to go ahead and massacre uh, damn near 20,000 people um, over a three-day period. They burned everything down to the ground. Um, so as we look back on that and, and hearken to what Tulsa was, and then, um, what uh, that means for us as a as a as a as a as a, as a uh, I guess a utopia of what we could we could accomplish. Um, there's always a chance of uh, you know Tulsa of 2021 all that kind of stuff going on like that. So, um,
0: and, keep, and keep in mind that this area had any kind of business you can think of.
2: Right. I mean, their own macro, their own macro system, economic system. They had banks. They had, you know, grocery stores. They had you no know, Yeah, they had everything they needed. They had all, all of that. Um but um it was all it was all destroyed from the, the fear and the hatred of,
1: of, of white white mobs. Yeah, man, for real. When I look at Tulsa, right? Um it was that old saying that goes like when when black people get scared, they get quiet, when white people get scared.
2: People they go don't care. kill you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and
1: to me uh tulsa has a couple different facets when i think about it right so so all black community um had every expanse of of, of business that you needed interconnected uh, economic models families of of all the different levels we, we had a real middle class we had a real elite class we had everything in that community But I I try not to lose sight of the fact that the reason that community was all black was because they weren't allowed to be where there were whites. Right, right. The reason why we had everything in that area is because we couldn't use any of the things outside of that area.
2: So Jim Crow was still real in those times.
1: Right. So it's like, yes, um, it was a lot of concentrated, uh, 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 concentrated success and, and, and culture and, and everything that we look back at with rosy glasses and see. But it was it had to be that way because even then we were operating behind enemy lines. And this was a, a, a community that was doing it quote unquote the right way and was doing what they were told they were supposed to do. They had to leave the South to even go there to do this because these are still free former slaves, first generation free people.
2: Mm.
1: So it's like, I, I can't shake that part of it. So when like one account I, I, I read um, about how the whole terrorist attack occurred was like white lady claims a black man touched her in an elevator in the adjoining town. And then they go, the, the, they take him to jail and then the white people want to come and do a lynch mob to kill him at the jail and the black people from Tulsa found out about it and some of the men showed up to be supportive of the gentleman that was, you know, being under this assault. Then he gets to go, then the, the white people go and literally bomb and burn and destroy everything they could in Tulsa. And we're talking about a lot of those men were World War I veterans. These were men who had come back from fighting for this country that still didn't want them to be free. So it's like, yes, celebrate the things that we were able to accomplish, but don't forget the message, right? Because we got all these people talking about, we got to rebuild Black Wall Street, rebuild Black Wall Street. And it's like, do you really know what that means? Right. About that life? Because it ain't what you think it is, right? So we do need to build these things. We need our own schools. You've heard me advocate that for that many, many times. Um, We have to have our own banking institutions, which means we need to start credit unions that we can actually um, function. Um, These are things that we can attain now, right? And then we need to build our political class and build our lawyers and build our doctors and our veterinarians and our nurses right because we have a lot of cpas but we're not investing as a community to turn cpas into lprs or lpns right so these are things we can do off the model of black wall street but you better have deacons of defense black panther party type things going on because they're coming
0: yeah
2: yeah I, i definitely agree with that um I think another thing we have to consider is that, like you're, you're right, you have to have that, that defense structure, that economic structure, that that uh, healthcare structure, that, um, that's uh, I guess, business economic governance structure that would have to be in place, but you're right, that defense structure is gonna have to be real strong because the moment, it's just like with the Indian Reservations. The Indian Reservations suffered as well, even though they got there, they, they were on their, their own land they still they are still constantly under assault uh, to take those lands back or to redo renege on those treaties that they have. Yeah, and every the same,
1: every treaty got violated, like, every last I one of them. them.
2: Yeah. So right. the same thing would happen here. So there would never be in this in this country there would never be any good faith effort, especially if there's any pro- progress happening. They would come back and reclaim what they, what they feel is theirs.
1: Yeah. Let me let me paint a, a real quick picture. Um, laws are passed through the Senate. Right. House writes them. Then it actually passes them. Right. All right. So in the Senate, there is one black Republican. All right. Um, I'm trying to think how many black senators. But now we got like Booker. I think it's like Warnock. two or three, maybe. I don't Booker, know. Warnock. I don't know who the third
2: one is. I know Booker and Warnock.
1: Yeah.
2: And Kamala. Kamala would be one.
1: No, but she's out now.
2: Know, yeah.
1: she's a, she's a different seat. so but i want to say there's still one another one um but the, what i'm getting at is who are making the decisions right now who is it that is is making the call as to what can happen in the senate is mcconnell it's schumer and mansion and cinema right and um so that's four people out of a hundred So if they won't, if none of those people represent any minority group, how are they in the best position to advocate for minority groups, right? Because see, for them, it's all intellectual. It's all a mental exercise, right? So they're playing this like a checkers or chess game. But we know that this is life and death for a lot of people. Native Americans, you brought them up. They got pushed into these different lands right? But then as soon as white America found out that there was mineral deposits and things of that nature, violated the treaty, take some more from them. Then on top of that, they have their own tribal governments, but those tribal governments only have jurisdiction over tribal matters. So a white person, black person, whomever, but it's almost always a white guy, comes in and does something on their land. The tribal authorities really can't do anything to them, except maybe hold them until the the, U.S. government comes and get them. So here we are, 100 years from Tulsa, um, more than that from uh, emancipation, right? And yet everything stays the same on a functional level. Black America, we still own about two and a half to three percent of the rural farmland in America. That's about how much we own coming out of slavery. We have more black men in prison right now than we had coming out of slavery. Yeah. Remember coming out of slavery, they had black the black codes and the black laws, which meant it was illegal for you to be unemployed and un, and, and homeless. So they made laws to put more of us back in prison so they could make us work through convict leasing. Whoa, whoa, fast forward where we are right now. We got high unemployment for men, for black men, we have the criminalization just for being a black man. And if you go to prison, you have to work for your keep. Right. You're working for private industry. That's convict leasing. So we don't own more land. We really don't have more wealth. If you adjust for the population size growth for us versus where we were as a percentage of the population back then, we're in almost the exact same spot.
0: So you, yeah. you're giving us a piece, but we're not gaining anything. We're not building. We're not coming up in any way. We're no, we're losing ground.
2: We're definitely losing ground.
1: We're losing right. ground. But it looks like Still we're doing better than we are, because those of but, us who are are doing decent um, are surrounded by other people who are doing decent.
2: Yeah, it's it, we're, I mean, it's not only there's only there's some exceptionalism to it, but as a whole, that's not to say it's not it's not happening. Right. And if they answer the question previously, there's only two senators that are black right now in the Senate. i mean, sorry, three. One is Tim Scott, one is Cory Booker, and then Warnock War on the third. That's it.
1: Is it. Now that's bananas, don't you think?
2: And 11. There's only been 11 since 1870.
1: So you tell me what kind of representation we really have. Right. And then adjust that for Native American. Adjust that for... Uh, Chinese or Japanese or any other culture. Adjust that for Filipino. Adjust that for anybody you want to. It all comes back to what is the whims of white America. And the the
2: thing about it for me is like uh, this current, even though we have a majority rule, and as far as I say we, I mean Democrats, there is, the, the Republicans are making all the, of the decisions now. I don't. I, they They have. Whatever. They have. Con, they have consolidated their power, and they are wielding wielding it like it's a majority. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're not. They're. They're filibustering, stopping things. Uh, they're. They're. They are. Uh, dominating the conversation, the national conversation, and this. This Democrat. The Democrats have just got weak again. You know.
1: See, the Democrats have always had the same issue if you listen back to what malcolm Schumer's done i think schumer's done i'm sorry
2: i think schumer's terrible
1: well schumer is i mean these are people who they have been working together for 20 30 and like in the case of nancy pelosi 40 years so if you've worked with someone for 30 and 40 years that interpersonal, even if you're on the opposite side of the table, there's a bond there. You know what I'm saying? So
0: they are
1: like many aristocrats. They they are our royal class. The, these are the people who get to sit in their office and the people come to them and plaintively plead for them to hear their cries and their need. Right. And then they will talk amongst each other. And decide what's best for those poor, unfortunate people. Oh, well, what's even what's even worth talking about? Because they can shut your shit down before you even get there. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: this this um, this thing that we call a democracy is a veneer. Because when it was designed, it was a democracy. It was a theocracy, rap- a masquerading as a democracy. See, it's easy to have a democracy when your whole interest is for your group. Right. When this country was made or stolen or whatever you want to, however you want to do its origin story, it was designed, as we all know, for white men with land. And black people weren't even human in their view women were p- merely accessories so they had right. no value or 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 power
0: so They're that's
1: awesome. the democracy that was built then it's morphed way beyond whatever however smart you think these people were in the 1700s okay their understanding is based on their time right and we're in the 2000s In no way, shape or form, could they have ever imagined the weaponry, technology, demographics, complexities, global structure, none of that. So now that democracy, that fake ass democracy is being shown for what it is, because what half the country is saying is I'm good with democracy when I control it. But now that I'm not going to be in sole control and somebody else is going to be able to counteract whatever I decide, well, I don't need to even pretend that we have a democracy. I would rather have the autonomy absolute control. Yeah, absolute end. control. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the look, because we talk about it's Memorial Day
2: weekend right now? We talk about Memorial Day weekend, and we just getting on. We're, we're they're talking. They're giving Kamala Car- hell this morning. Because of her tweet saying there was a long weekend instead of giving homage, paying homage to the Memorial Day weekend, and in that same, these same people, the the the, the Republicans on the, on the other side are saying that she is uh, unpatriotic. What I'm saying, how the fuck do they call anybody unpatriotic when they just, I said, just, I just like pretty much buried under the rug that the January 6th insurrection. Didn't happen.
1: Well, it was a tourist event, remember?
2: It, yeah, it was. It, it was a "kumbaya" moment <clears throat> for them, so, so to speak. Some people were um, rowdy. It, was, it wasn't even rowdy. They were walking in hand in hand, singing songs of joy and praise, yeah, um,
1: taking selfies. Yeah, gotcha. Right.
2: So that's that's their version of it, right? But they call her unpatriotic. Even so, I, this is the first time I ever seen the capital police straight up denounce what. Uh, McCarthy and uh, McConnell have been doing was, as far as saying that it's not, uh, that it didn't happen. Yeah,
0: so I'm like,
2: what the, like, how the fuck can y'all call anything patriotic? You, patri- patriotism in America only means what, it, it's so, it only applies to when it, apply, when it, when it benefits. So what they're really saying is that white supremacy is patriotic, and that's what it is. And if you don't believe that, then you're not patriot. You go about
1: the history of this country, it kind of is.
2: That's exactly what it is. It's not patriotism. If you're saying you're a patriot, all you're pretty saying is that I I subscribe to a racist theory and that um, if you don't subscribe to that, then you are the problem. Because <laughs> patriotism has been displayed to us now. If they're not even going to acknowledge that the, the January 6th insurrection was what it was, then how can you say anything else is patriot when, when you pertain it to me?
1: Yeah, because see, look at what they watch. What they did. So it's the conservatives, right? Because I want to stop uh, or try not to use the party name so often. Because if you track it all the way back, this is conservatism, right? It didn't matter which party it was. It's the ideology behind it.
2: But it's not even. But you know what? But even than that, though, conservatism is still has degrees to it too, though, because you're seeing you're seeing the schism that happened in the conservative movement as well.
1: Mm-mm, but not really, not really. So. Conservatism is all about like just just the terms themselves, right? To conserve, to hold on to, to resist change, right? We're good enough where we are. Now let's keep this going. And then liberals are, okay, let's have some change, but let's be liberal with With
2: that change, right?
1: Then -hmm. you have progressives who are liberals who say, turn up the gas so we can move faster, right? but revolutionaries are the ones who say, tear it all down and rebuild something new. Yeah, start something new. So when I look at the conservative movement, they have always been much better at at sloganing, sloganeering and things like that. And I watched this YouTube video, I posted it to my page not too long ago, and it, it was hilarious, but insightful. It was this lady and she was talking about the difference between the liberal and the conservative mind from a scientific standpoint. Mm. And when and I'm gonna tear this up a little bit, but what she was touching on is the brain is a is a is a a powerful thing. And when you look at the conservative mind, and this isn't every conservative, but by large numbers what motivates them is a is 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 an enlarged part of their brain that reflects to that reacts to fear fright fight or flight okay and the liberal mind is more on the other side of it which is more on facts figures information right one is right and the other one is wrong this is what motivates them right so the republicans have a much easier time with their messaging because all they have to do is appeal to your base emotional drivers
2: right fear fright or flight, yeah and, that's, and I, that was that's also that, that's also was explained in the execution of was it extermination of brutes
0: mm-hmm. yeah elimination
2: docu- the document is on hbo right now which i which i, I implore everybody to, who's on the listeners podcast to to look look at it's on hbo max uh, uh court i mean jose was talking about it when he came on the week before but the extermination of brutes, uh, is it elimination of brutes or extermination? I keep calling it extermination.
0: The elimination of brutes. No, elimination
2: of brutes is is uh, just about eliminate all brutes. Thank you, Cortez. That's exactly what they were talking about in That that. That is where that fear, flight, and uh, response is what drives the white supremacy. And that's, and that's where it comes from, that's where it, where it um, originated from, and that's how it's perpetuated. If you can, I mean, like, exactly.
1: you can- I'm gonna take everybody on like a thought project, because I really credit my father for this when I was a kid. What he will often do is whatever it is that you were trying to present to him, he would have you explain it from someone else's point of view, mm-hmm. okay? So I can't really talk about the black experience in America without becoming emotionally charged. Because, well, I can't, (laughs) but look at it from the white lens. The country was built for a particular purpose for a particular group. Mm -hmm. They've always enjoyed 90, 95% of the benefit. That doesn't mean life was always easy. They've always had an aristocratic class that ran things for them and kept Mm -hmm. them poor. Right, but despite their hard work, uh, sometimes misfortune, things of that nature, they knew that if they just kept at it, that their children would have a good life, and things would continue on. Notice, I'm I'm omitting everything about our aspect here. Aspect, yeah. So. You move into the birth of the middle class when they were doing the land grants and they were doing the GI bills and all those things where the foundation of this country, like we just talked about was white male landowner. To build the middle class, they gave away billions of square miles to white men to have land, to have everything. right so that means coming out of the 20s 30s 40s 50s and 60s if you were white in america you can almost guarantee that whatever your lot was in life the next generation would have a better even better than what you have no matter how good or how
2: bad that's exactly, yeah that's exactly how i was explaining the brutes
1: but then something starts to happen instead of i have this union job or this, whatever type of job that white picket fence, suburban house, all that stuff. I mean, remember, I'm ignoring a whole part of the story now, just telling their side. And now I can't swear to it that my child will inherit my job. I can't count on it that my child will have preference in the workplace. I can't count on it that my grandchildren will look just like me. I can't mm-hmm. count on it that the government will always move in my best interest. So fear starts to come in because you now have to watch your children compete when there was never competition before. And that builds resentment. And then this whole time you were never told the truth of your own history. So you don't even understand what it took to get what you have. So you think everybody has what they have on the merits of hard work. So when you look at someone coming along who says, No, I want compensation, I want redress, mm-hmm. then it's no one gave me anything. How can you now come and say, just give this to you? Life isn't fair. I'm sorry. And it's something and
2: something I didn't and it's always a narrative. Uh I, I I wasn't a part of that. Yeah. That was something that but if you continue, but if you that like, you may not have been a part of it, but if you continue to benefit from it. You are still perpetuating that ball from rolling down the hill, that snowball from proceeding. Yeah, so, and see,
1: that's why I have a different take on. Well, in part, I uh, have a slightly different take on like the 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 reparations piece, right? Like, white people have been scared because they're always being scared. They've been scared for 30, 40 years because that's just they've been hopped up on fear. But,
0: but that's how they
2: move. That's how they move, though.
1: Right, but that's how they control them. But if you you do that for two and three generations you now have a whole group of scared violent people
2: <laughs> and but that's, but that, but that's become that's become in, their, in the dna where you talk about the culture of them of the of, of as a culture and then as an individual cuz individually they may not be that way but culturally there's always that fear that overrides all that and when they come as a collective that's their fear
1: yeah logic logic lasts longer but fear moves faster right Mm -hmm. so if i need to get you to do something i need to be able to mobilize you right so i need to be able to say to you hey whatever you have you didn't do anything wrong to anybody else in your lifetime so when these people come over here trying to get something they're coming to take it from you and and
2: let's also be very bluntly clear that is used by that's tactic is used by both by conservative and liberals
1: it is right neither side are our friends but I'm just talking about the Euro, the Eurocentric American culture, which will take, which to me comprises both conservative and liberal, and right, okay. the thing that they call them, to, uh, the ones in the middle, liberal libertarians or whatever, those people. Right? It's all about the culture, and so when we frame these discussions, where we think we're saying no we're not talking about you give back what you have we're saying that starting right now from what's going to be coming you need to make sure that that is rebalanced so that it goes to address what happened back then i don't want to take your house from you i don't want to take your investments from you i don't want to take your business from you i don't want to take anything you have what you have from ill-gotten gains or from hard work not here to take that from you what i'm saying is you mm. have what you have because of what was done to other people. Right, right. Here,
0: and going going back a little bit, piggybacking on something you said, Twan, um, when they said, uh, "Well, I, I'm not. I wasn't a part of that. You mm. know, that's not who I am." Okay, but what are you doing to change that? Or, or we as black people, do we think that there's anything that you can do to change that?
2: Well, absolutely. There's something they can do. Uh, equity doesn't. Equity can 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 happen within uh, within a generation. You know, right. what I'm saying it can be it can be uh, remedied in a, within a generation. Um, and 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 I think like when we when we talk about reparations, it doesn't necessarily have to be some lump sum of money either, because I don't think having a lump sum of money is going to really make resolve the issue especially if the issues that you're putting out money still into the same corrupt system that's meant to uh it's like it's like gambling in vegas the house is always going to win right right, right. But, Just you, but to you put, if you if you if you uh if you change the outcomes and the algorithms of which how the house wins then you can you can get some equity i don't i don't think in this country we'll ever have 100 percent equity. They can never pay us back all they can do i don't think they can I don't because think I can because I, because 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 the and we and we can just we can get a measure of equity that's better than what we than than what uh, they probably would ever offer to us anyway. Um, let
1: me tell you. Let me tell you how screwed up this whole thing is, bro. First of all, no, they can't. They can't fix what was done. And I would even say it's not fair to tell them that they have to, um, because that's not how history rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh. But,
2: but, but let me just so we said you said they, they don't think they had but they did it for everybody else they did I'm, it for I'm the Jews. There. I'm heading there. Yeah.
1: Uh. But because even that was was not sufficient. What they did for the the Japanese internment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that was that was bullshit money. Okay. Mm-hmm. That wasn't real uh reparations. That that was here. Take this and shut up.
0: But right. Was, like, the Native Americans
1: was they stole was their whole country. Right. And, on some of the worst land and gave them and gave a few people uh, or percentage of the people a lot of money right they could then become the new boot on the neck of their own people that's not reparation you know i'm saying it's like they can't fix what was done because first of all i don't think they're able to and second because look at the model that's in front of us for how they would have to do it the closest thing that I can think of that they would have to do would be mirroring the Israeli state. Mm-hmm. Now, if they truly believed that what they did with Israel, which was basically saying we're going back to fourteen ninety, no, was it fourteen ninety?
2: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, but the, but basically, they took Israel and said based on uh, local historical records and religious teachings this is where you used to be Mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna all the western colonizing countries are gonna come together and we're gonna make you have your land back on top of these people and that was the that was the west doing reparations for the jewish people at the expense of the palestinian and indigenous peoples of the area Now, if they truly believed in this, if they truly, truly believed in this, then that's what they would have to do for the Africans who are in America. So now they would have to go what? Into Africa and steal somebody else's land on the continent Mm -hmm. to give to us. Mm -hmm. Do we really want that? And do we want what comes with that? And then also Look at Israel. What did Israel do? You put it in on top of an indigenous people, wipe out the indigenous people, marginalize the indigenous people, make them not quite citizens so they have no voting rights, no legal rights. You have all the authority, all the power, and you're backed by Mother England. Oh, I'm sorry, America.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that not the American origin story? Where Mother England sent these people to America, America came created on top of somebody else's land, marginalized, brutalized, right? Mm -hmm. To me, if we want to talk about reparations, and I haven't done great study on it, there's great minds out there who have, and those who I'll defer to, but it's more along the lines of, okay, let's look at all the injustices that are done to those who are descendants of, of American chattel slavery, find a way to quantify what that is, understand that that numerical number is more representative of the, uh, the the intensity of change that's needed and then, then manifest that forward. And that may be that we don't pay federal taxes anymore and we don't pay to go to college and we have significant investment into black communities um, right. so that we have ownership of land not just more programs. right? You do that for a hundred, 150 years, right? Now, you, now you've been screwing us for 400. I'm saying for the next 150, because we're in a different time, technology and all that thing. Next 150 years, you put all those buffers in. We will yeah. start making up ground.
2: Yeah, you'll start making up ground. You, but you gotta, you got to st- like for said, stop the bleeding and then start start moving, try, try to get it moving forward.
1: But, but who's going to be the ones that do that, though? The three people in Congress that look yeah. like us?
2: They're not. They're not going to be able to. <laughs> no, they're not going to be able to. Well, e- even if they had the, 11 bef- the, the 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 nine before them, they still would be able to do it. Or eight before them. They would be able to do it.
1: If the system can't change itself, because it's run by the people who already benefit from it, our voting rights are being eroded so we can't put the people in place to try to advocate better for us what's left now what's left is a people that's going to be continue to be marginalized and pushed into a corner and will only go one of two ways yep we will either give in to overwhelming force and become like the native americans prisoners on their own land or be a bloody uprising like the native americans did try
2: they tried several
1: times those are the two conclusions that i see coming because i don't see anywhere in the history of the european culture where that kind of redress is done to the benefit of anyone outside of themselves
2: well even even if even if we have uh we get to a civil war situation right where that—that that was the, the attempt of America tried to, to so-called end slavery, um, but really wasn't. It wasn't really the end slavery. It just felt that it was. It was a. It made America look bad that they had slaves. It wasn't anything to do about humanitarian issues. It wasn't anything to do about that. It's all economic. It was all economic. So, um, what, no, like you said.
1: Like white people don't get i mean i'm I'm speaking generally but i'm looking at y'all's history so that's why i'm saying it this way Mm -hmm. Uh, white people do not act on humanitarian basis on large scale never ever 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 it's always religiosity a power or it's pure power like economic power Mm -hmm. if the north was able uh, the south didn't like that the north was dictating the rules right and the north didn't like that the south had cheap labor
2: like they are now Mm
1: -hmm. so they fought but Mm -hmm. right now a civil war would be more difficult because now it's going to be based on decency because it's not an economic driver the same way so if it popped off how many in a way do you really think of white america would take up arms against their own, because that's what it would take in a civil war. Otherwise, it's just a bloodbath. And I don't see the motivation uh, for them to do it. And I I use the current political situation as my my basis, because they can't fight aggressively amongst themselves to save their own country. You're
2: right. Right. Indeed. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's good. Um, I noticed that I was looking at this other thing that came on this morning. Uh, there was it's called the uh, what's it called? The Valley of it was, uh, it's in Natchez, Mississippi. I think I sent it to you, Steve. I think I sent it to your Instagram. Um, I suck at looking at that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, Have we sent you stuff? Are you going to check it out? It's
1: Instagram. <laughs> I never go to Instagram.
2: But, it's, but I'm, I'm sending you. I'm sending you. Uh, Show show stuff. Okay, so it was called, it's called the Valley of. Let me see. Well, have you ever heard of the Devil's Punchbowl? The, the Devil's, Devil's P- it's Devil's called the Devil's Punchbowl. Just Punch Punch
0: Punch grow on the trees there. This is part one.
2: Okay, it's called the Devil's Punchbowl. It's in in, in Mississippi. So, and essentially, it was uh, uh, twenty thousand black people that left slavery. They had left this area. They went out and they were in in camp in the def- the concentration camp. Of white people, they, they took off, and they, this is history you don't know about. But they were taken; they take the devil's punch. But they were taken out. Uh, they were they were given they were they were given no food, no no uh, no shelter, no electricity. Now uh, to help them to survive, right? So as they started to die off and starve off, uh, they were only given a shovel to bury themselves where they were, right? And this is this was the reaction to them being freed. Like okay, you're free. This is your land, but we're gonna we're gonna encamp you, and you can't give you no know, give you no know, resources. So like what you say. So like this is this is pre-Tulsa, right? Or this would be the second attempt at Tulsa, so to speak, right? In historical terms, like you want to think about the time. So that was Punchbowl. So all, as, as these people died out, and these shallow graves were were dug, these trees sprout out. Um, these peach trees that sprout out in Natchez, Mississippi. It's called the devil's, it's called and as they these trees brought up, they were they were fertilized and nurtured by the bodies of black people in the ground, right? So these these peaches on these trees that say when you eat them, they make you deathly ill and sick and the devil's stuff fruit. like that. It's called it's called the devil's fruit. So that so that, that when you we're talking about that, that made me think about it. Because they'll if you try to get your that's what we talk about, like getting getting to another situation. Uh, where we're trying to get free ourselves and get become our own economic powerhouse or stimulus. You got to think, think, think about us in, in, in terms of like Atlanta, um, uh, Michigan, Flint, Michigan, any areas where you have black, black power bases, what's the first thing they try to do? Redlining, uh, then um, you have the garbage, the garbage, garbage, then you have the environmental, environmental destruction, then you have uh, f- uh, food deserts, um, n- nutrition deserts, so like that that all happens, right? And it, this has been a play. We, we always know they don't have a no new plays. It's always the same play in a different way.
1: We'll keep you know it working.
2: Yeah. So so that's so that that's what you, we were talking about. That I was thinking like, okay, this is right because if you are ever going to have to do that, you're gonna have to find infrastructure for yourself because that first thing they're gonna do is try to take that away from you just like they're doing, they judge you with the native Americans.
1: Yeah, so on that though, check this out. And, and I don't know how this would ever work. Um, I would leave and go back to Africa before I would probably see this work, but we, we don't have to, uh, I mean, we have to always lobby the government because the government is who did this to us. Um, so they're the mo- the U S government is the most powerful structure in the world currently. So, if you want real redress, it does need to come from there. But if we want our own place, so to speak, you could literally just get enough of us to just move to Indiana and we all start buying up land and renting locations and, and everything in a particular geographical area in Indiana. And just a massive influx, right? you've now created a, a black area now white people still own a lot of the land because that's just how they do but you would have black people who own land you'd have black people who are renting all of that stuff right you we, if that was really the goal we could do that and if enough black people move in white people move out okay um if we really wanted to do something with our schools we don't have to start new schools going to a black area almost everybody in school black right. right because when you decide to be a teacher and you a black person what do they do send you to the inner city right right so essentially what Atlanta is right so if you want uh to take over your schools parents start being very active in the school start Running your PTAs and your school boards and being at all the meetings and all the events and just just overwhelming with black bodies always being there, just giving them an irritation and a hard time. White folks will move out. Mm -hmm. You wanna do criminal justice reform what we talked about in a previous uh, segment? Then we, hey, black area, that means we are, we're always concentrated. We all live in the same areas. So we coordinate and decide who we are gonna vote for for district attorney. Who are we going to jo- vote for for each of the judge positions? Who are we going to jo- uh, vote for for the, for the, the city council? And, East Point. And, and we do that, right? We would take over within one to two election cycles. And yeah, That's East Point right now. Right. And South right. Fulton is doing this, is the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can do these things. The problem is too many of us have the European mind. Right. Too many of us are Negro-peans. Too many of us resent white people for having the power, but want to have the power that white people have, so we can then use it the exact same way. Exactly. So, it what, was ooh,
2: what did David Banner say? Bad. David Banner said the other day he said that those black people don't want to they don't want to be free to do to do the work. They just want to have the whip. <laughs> he said they just want to have the to, to feel the power of the whip at hand. They don't want to, they don't want to actually have the freedom to do to do the, the work, to do the work. They just want to have the free the whip in their hand.
1: They've been on the plantation. We've been on the plantation so long mm-hmm. that too many of us would want to take over the plantation to be the new master. Exactly. As opposed to taking over the plantation to set everybody free. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what we said. Yep. And I that, that goes back to like what Fred Hampton was saying about why it's so important to educate the people because otherwise you end up with it like a baby doc, Papa doc type situation where yeah. all you did was you took the white man's foot out the boot and put the black man's foot in it.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I'm, that's why, I, I mean, I'm frustrated. I'm trying not to become like a fatalist because there's so many things I wanna do. Um, I, I am working on the school thing. I am working on the youth thing. I am working on all these things, but hey, real talk, I'm broke, right? I have enough money to take care of my family effectively. Like I can make sure that this house is okay and my family is okay. I make enough to do those things, but I don't have that extra to do bigger things, right? And I think there's a lot of you out there that are just like that, okay? Um, so it, it becomes disheartening because it's like, what what do you want? Like, that's what a lot of times when I have back and forth with people, I'll, I'll get to that point pretty quick. And I'll say, well, what do you want? Because we can say we want reparations, but we don't want to do the hard work that's gonna come with that. Right? We think that that the moment Congress magically gets over 200 years of structure and then says, Oh man, you know what? We were wrong. We right. gonna fix everything. And then what? Then what? <laughs> yeah, then you you just try
2: to put one problem for another.
1: Right. So it's like, we got to like, what do you want? And then, and then I hate the, and this is humanity. Um, So, um, and this is regardless of color, right? We can't blame this on white people, right? We can't blame everything on white people. Okay. Um, Blame racism where racism applies. Blame classism where classism applies. Uh Blame power where power applies. But if you overuse racist, 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 when it doesn't apply, you lose the power. Because people are sheep. We want to be led. We want to follow. That's what we do. That's really what we do. Um, We're all waiting for that one brave sheep (laughs) to, to, to chart a course so we can all follow it. And then when that sheep gets lost, we will slaughter that sheep and then wait around for another one.
0: Right. So that sheep to the wolves.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I love hearing you two go at it. You know what I'm saying? That, if y'all notice, I've been quiet on this because I, I love to hear Antoine and Thea's educate so many people on it because in turn, I get educated on a lot of things. Um, yeah, if, if y'all wanna go on anything else, please do so. If not, if y'all have final thoughts on this,
1: only final thought I got is uh, I wish my sister was here because she would have, you know, made us behave better. Y'all don't, y'all don't really understand how much work that she does behind the scenes. <laughs> For, real.
2: For real,
1: right, right. Do uh, please. <laughs> and um, I, my, my
2: final thought was um, oh man, uh, I I, 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 we're still, we're all, I mean, I, we, are we're we're, we're, we're gonna talk about therapy today, but like as a collective people in the United States like I I'm, I always think of um, of the of what I' um, I can't remember, remember name this more for some reason um how many Paul is it Paul Robeson? no Paul Robeson, is it Paul Robeson? no
1: Paul Robeson was the one who well he did a lot of things but not Paul he, Robeson, it's um Baldwin, um, oh, he's Baldwin.
2: Yeah. says that to be black in America is under a constant state of agitation frustration. Right. And in that we're, we're as a people are postpartum depressed, right? We suffer from that PTSD, uh, just, just being, cause if you, if anybody of you, if you, you don't know that you experience it, have a police officer pull up behind you and you don't know why they're pulling up behind you. That, that feeling that you have in your, your, your spirit, your heart is, is that, that, that black experience. So, um, as we, uh, you know, go back, you know, kick off Mental Health Month, um, you know, just to think about that, and as Black people, we have to get, you know, we have to get ourselves in that, in that, you know, in that position to prepare ourselves. It's going to be a long, hot summer, and we're under full assault, um, full attack, and things always seem to heat up during the summertime. Um, so, just to prepare yourself, you know, mentally, find find some peace. And whatever God or whatever entity that you believe in, mother, father, whatever entity you believe in, and um, like try to try to find some, try to cope. Get a professional. If, I know it's I know it's one of the hardest things is trying to do. My counselor is not. She's not. Let me tell you how hard it's to find a black counselor. It's hard to find black counselors or uh, psychologists or. We need more in that in that realm because they don't because don't, you explain that to white counselors, they don't understand what what that would even mean. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, because if you're saying, oh, I, I experienced PTSD and they're trying to find what the source of trauma was, I says the source of my trauma is right here. <laughs> right. I was like, what, what does that mean? How how what how does that mean? They don't understand how being living in a black skin in America is a source of trauma.
0: My skin yeah. is my sin.
2: Right, but, they, but, but white psychologists don't understand how that how that pertains to the situation. Yeah. Right. They
1: don't. So. It's like, like you said, man, for real, I was watching, I've been watching a lot of um, uh, Back to Africa stuff, man, like trying to figure out what country I'm trying to run away to. Um, i feel you. So one of the things he was talking to, I was listening to his uh, uh, sister, uh, they were in Ghana. So I've watched a few in Tanzania and a few from Ghana, um, but in this one was a, a lady from Ghana, and she was talking to an African-American couple who moved there from um, Illinois, I want to say, no, Indiana, they moved there from Indiana. And um, like he was saying, the when a black man, and he, was, he was speaking from his point of view, so when a black man gets to Africa and you just see the laugh sounds different, the smile is Bigger, they they stand taller because for the first time in the African Americans' experience, Mm -hmm. my color is irrelevant. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I've not experienced that yet. Closest I experienced was when I was in the Dominican Republic. And there it was like my color didn't matter as much as cuz I was an american so i got a certain level of treatment cuz i was an american right uh,
2: and that's and that's about as good as we get it even as you and i both from the military being military brats you know that when you you don't you, when you go to another foreign country you're not let's say you're a black american you are an american first and then you just happen to be black so having that that's the only experience that you really feel like as an african-American in America that you feel like okay that 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 part's been lifted I'm just I'll have to be as an American now
1: yeah, not and, a black up military like you yeah. said um it's like it sounds funny to say it but like as a kid I never I know I was black I don't get me stupid I'm not stupid right right um but I never faced I was black you know it I was, was a shelter kid it was, shelter I was I was a military kid. Right. My dad retired and I went off to college and I had to become a civilian. College is when somebody first pointed out to me, yo, you, you black. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Really. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I mean, I've read about it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, like you said, you don't, we, we as black people, yeah, we suffer PTSD. You don't have to go off to war with the military to suffer that. Um, growing up in Washington state, you know, for, for the time that I was there. So can tell you, we experienced a lot of that police pulling up behind us for no reason. You know, I mean, it, it could literally be a car fly past us, a car full of white people. We're doing a speed limit, but we get pulled over. Why is that? You know, and uh, twenty. If you remember, when we was on the west side, over by, by where I lived at, when there was like six of us in the car. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had, and and I, I remember this so specifically. We had eight police cars around us, two fire engines, and the, and the the what they called the paddy wagon to take people away to jail. I remember that, and they made us all get out the car. I was like, wow, but i remember being by the church it was about it was by the, it was by, yeah. by the church on the hill yeah. right um, right when i lived on McCormick street right right but you know but that's that's for another show but yeah uh educate yourselves everybody if you really want to hear a lot of good facts listen to james baldwin just just listen to to a lot of his interviews you know you know you hear some very interesting stuff and, and it's I think it's great for your soul. Um, I don't have anything else. And
2: also, don't forget to watch the documentary. What is it called again, Cortez? Help me out. Yeah, Eliminate All Brutes. Yeah, watch that documentary. It's, a, it's just as important as Ava DuVernay's uh, uh, piece that she did, and I can't remember that name either. Um, <laughs> do y'all remember the name? Uh, I can't. I can't. What, what, was it, what was it called? I can't. we we all seen it. Right. Um, the, you know what I'm talking about, whatever part. Yeah, yeah. I
0: can't
2: yeah. remember right now, but Ava DuVernay's piece on on race and culture in the in modern United States. Um, 13th? Yeah, the 13th, thank you. 13th, yeah. Right, it's not today. I don't know if I've been drinking or something, what's going on with me today, but whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but the 13th, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's as important as that as far as the historical uh, work that we need to all as a collective people need to understand and understand how this how this world is moving around us. Um the 13th is that is just that it's other power piece, but this one is the precursor to that piece, I think. So very important to watch. Um, I encourage all the kids to watch it. You know, parents sit down, and make your kids it should be one of those things that, you know, that big black TV that they used to pull out in class when you right. say child the lights are we gonna watch a movie today. This needs to be education. This would be what they don't want you to. Un- this is the education that race was it race conflict, uh, race uh, theory, race theory, critical race theory. They don't want you to. This is this is what they don't want you to see. If you understand critical race theory, this would be what critical race theory is in America, because it describes what America, uh, what 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 America is with, with the racism when racism is not is at the forefront like it was intended to be and not. From the you know the the colonizer side of the story,
1: I'm going to say one thing and then and I'll make it real quick about critical race theory that it hit me. Like I think part of the issue there, first of all, they're going to reject anything. They don't want nothing that makes them feel bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, but somehow they were successful in branding critical race theory as black against white. Right. When it's the, not it should be just uncentering whiteness exactly because everybody i mean america supposed to be a melting pot so everybody should be telling their story from their perspective that right. we woven into the american history um, but somehow they successfully made it about black people wanting white people to atone for slavery
2: Right. And extermination of brutes talks about that. It goes, it talks about from the Japanese perspective, the Asian perspective, Indian perspective, African-American, African African perspective, all these, all those colors, melanated people outside of the the Caucasian people are considered the brutes, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And it's extermination of the brutes or elimination of the brutes It's everything else that's not us, that not them. So that's what extermination of the brutes comes from. So you can look at any time they touch down, in any part of the world, there have brought the religion to exterminate the, the, the culture, exterminate the people, exterminate the, whatever they have as, a, uh, as their own. So murder die. Yeah. So that's it. Another good weekend. Everyone have a great weekend. Um Like, subscribe,
0: all that good stuff.
2: Please share it. Give it to your baby mama. Give it to your grandmama. Everybody. Just show it to your kids, you know what I'm saying, I don't always show it to your kids, you know, because I'm going to get a little route and probably drinking a little bit. Um, but, um, yeah, so have a, everybody have a great weekend, and um, should we
1: out? All right, appreciate you, everybody.
0: Yeah, be safe. We hope to see you again next week. All right. Love all of y'all. Esther, check in with us, baby.